Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Friday, August 23rd of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. Headlining farm news today, China has announced another round of retaliatory tariffs on U.S. products, many of those agricultural products. Greg Fox is a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. He says the announcement put big pressure on the soybean market Friday. China added another 5% tariff on soybeans out of the U.S. and another 10% on corn, wheat, and grain sorghum and 10% on beef and pork. So when that news hit, it really sucked the life out of the bean market, especially that's our biggest ag commodity going into China. We'll hear more from Greg Fox later in the podcast. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall released a statement Friday saying China's announcement of imposing additional tariffs on $75 billion worth of U.S. imports signals more trouble for American agriculture. Duvall says Farm Bureau is currently assessing the details of the announcement. ProFarmer on Friday released its final crop estimates from the ProFarmer Midwest Crop Tour. For corn, ProFarmer estimates a 13.58 billion bushel crop in 2019, with an average yield of 163.3 bushels per acre. For soybeans, ProFarmer estimates a 3.49 billion bushel crop, with a yield of 46.1 bushels per acre. Ben Cash of Bauer Trading calls the results concerning. A little bit worrisome of how far behind this crop is. If you were looking at some of the pictures through Twitter that these scouts were posting, we're talking about very immature crop, very vulnerable to any kind of weather here throughout September. Given the conditions reported on the tour, Cash says markets should find a rally. However, small refinery waivers and news that China would impose more tariffs on U.S. agriculture have blocked any upside. A federal court in Georgia says the 2015 Waters of the United States rule is unlawful under the Clean Water Act. The federal court for the Southern District of Georgia found that the agency overstepped both the Clean Water Act and the Administrative Procedure Act. The court kept a preliminary injunction in place that prevents the rule from becoming law in 11 states involved with the lawsuit, while the Environmental Protection Agency finalizes its repeal and replacement of the Obama-era rule. The American Farm Bureau Federation says farmers should support an EPA report that backs glyphosate for agriculture. Michael Clements has more. A routine draft assessment of glyphosate by the Environmental Protection Agency says it's a beneficial tool for farmers and promotes conservation-based practices. Allison Crittenden is an American Farm Bureau Federation Congressional Relations Director. She says the draft review by the EPA should keep glyphosate in the farmer's toolbox. This is part of the typical registration review process that EPA does for all of the labels that it has. In this proposed interim registration review decision, EPA maintains 
that glyphosate is safe to use and should be available to farmers. However, the decision is not final as EPA is accepting comments on the draft review. Crittenden says it's critical farmers support the EPA assessment by submitting comments by September 3rd. We certainly expect and have already seen that a lot of the anti-groups are weighing in with their thoughts, so it's important that farmers demonstrate glyphosate's important to the ag industry. It allows farmers to actually use conservation practices, so it's just important that those farmers weigh in with their thoughts as well. Comments can easily be submitted through fb.org advocacy. Crittenden says farmers should highlight the environmental benefits of glyphosate. It's important for farmers to reiterate in their comments that although glyphosate is an herbicide, that it actually has environmental benefits. Because of its use on herbicide-tolerant crops, farmers have actually been able to improve soil health and continue to be good stewards of the land. Michael Clements, Washington. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has expanded quarantine areas for citrus greening here in Louisiana after the disease was detected in plant tissue samples in multiple locations. USDA's Animal Plant Health Inspection Service added Plaquemines and St. Bernard Parishes to the quarantine areas. APHIS says the action is necessary to prevent the spread of citrus greening to non-infested areas of the United States. The National Cotton Council is working closely with USDA to implement the market facilitation program payments for cotton producers. Don Molino has the story. The sign-up and implementation process for the market facilitation program continues, but Reese Langley, Vice President of Washington Operations for the National Cotton Council, says there are some issues regarding sign-up for the program. While the sign-up is currently open at the county FSA offices, we know a number of producers have encountered various issues and questions about what acres will qualify and possible problems in what is and is not eligible. We continue to work with USDA staff in Washington to try to get clarification and resolution on those issues. And we know that the software program that the county offices are using for MFP is continually being updated to try to address these issues. So would encourage producers, if you've encountered any of these problems in your county office, please continue to follow up with them and be patient as they're trying to work through some of these updates to try to address the issues that have been raised. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Broiler-type chicks placed for meat production in Louisiana were 3.14 million during the week ending August 17th. Placements were down 7% from the comparable week in 2018 and down 2% from the previous week. Louisiana hatcheries set 3.71 million broiler-type eggs during the week ending August 17th. That's up 3% from the same period last year and up slightly from the previous week. That's a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com. We update it every weekday with all the latest news and happenings in Louisiana agriculture. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. We'll deliver all the latest news and happenings to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m., Sign up for the Daily Voice right there on our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The corn and soybean markets came under pressure on Friday to end the week on a lower note. 
Virginia McGathy is with McGathy Commodities on the trading floor in Chicago. But right now, like the Pro Farmer Tour, uh, they came in. There's real expectations that uh, the race to the finish for soybeans uh, is going to win, and we're going to have a big crop. Uh, that really is putting some pressure on the market. Then, of course, with the Dow being down, everyone's just selling. We're at the end of the week. Uh, it just seems that, you know, the cycle goes from Monday to, to Friday. Uh, corn, on the other hand, there's been weak demand. You know, they're well below uh, last year. I think that there are some numbers. The export sales, uh, even along with, with soybeans, was also uh, lower. And I think those kind of fundamentals are pressuring the market as well. Uh, again, it's at the end of the week. Wheat's a little bit different because they have kind of a mixed bag uh, going on uh, for them because uh, Canada uh, said that they've got a, they have a big crop coming. Uh, that's adding some pressure, although we had a little bit of an uptick in export sales on the wheat side, and that's why we don't see that falling as hard. But that's the little bit of the mixed bag that we've got going on here today. September soybeans down 12 and three quarters, closing at 843 and a quarter. November beans down 12 and a quarter, 856 and a half. September corn down three and a half cents, 359 and three quarters. December corn down three and a quarter, 367 and three quarters. Cash bids reported by DTN on Thursday. Soybeans at 918, that's 61 over. Cash corn at $4 a bushel for the basis of 40 over. Rough rice futures closed higher on Friday. September rice up 11 cents, 10.98 a hundredweight. November rice up 10, closing at 11.28. September wheat up 8 cents, 4.75 and a quarter. November sugar down 4 at 25.83. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures at New York traded lower on Friday. The dollar was strong and near one-year highs. China, meanwhile, announced additional tariffs on several U.S. ag goods on Friday in retaliation for U.S. tariff implementations on $300 billion in Chinese goods in September and December. Export commitments of U.S. upland cotton, now 49% of the USDA export projection, with the average at 43% normally for this time of year. The Cadillac index, 70 points higher on August 22nd at 71.20 a pound. The weekly average world price, fifty-two fifty-seven a pound, good through next Thursday. October cotton Friday afternoon, fifty-eight oh seven down eighty. New crop December, fifty-eight eighteen down seventy-six. March cotton, fifty-nine oh seven down seventy-nine. The spot market price, fifty-five forty-seven down forty. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We've seen a nice jump in fed cattle prices this week. Packers started picking up a few cattle in the north at higher prices. We saw dressed prices mostly 178, that's six dollars higher than last week. Live prices range from 108 to 109 in Nebraska, 110 in Iowa. Nothing sold down in the south, asking prices there in Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas, mainly 109 to 110. The futures market, however, was a different story on Friday. We saw sharply lower prices in both live and feeder cattle. October live cattle dropped $1.70, closing at $99.40. December live cattle down $1.80, $104.30. Feeders dropped even sharper. September feeder cattle down $3.17, closing at $133.25. We've talked several times here on the podcast about the Chinese tariffs that went into effect this morning. That has had a big effect on the grain trade today, as well as several other factors. We'll dig deeper into the grain markets with Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association's Greg Fox. That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast.
This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. I grew up in Louisiana farm country, and I know all the hard work and sacrifice that you put into raising livestock, growing a crop, raising a family, and running a farm. Farm Bureau puts that same hard work and sacrifice into making life better for you and your family, so join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is Greg Fox. He's a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Greg, as we're talking, we're looking at the soybean market down about 10 cents, corn down about three today. What's going on? What's putting pressure on those markets? Well, today we came in, probably around 8 o'clock or so, some news came out that China added another 5% tariff on soybeans out of the U.S., and another 10% on corn, wheat, and grain sorghum, and 10% on beef and pork. So when that news hit, it really sucked the life out of the bean market especially. That's our biggest ag commodity going into China. Uh, So that's the reason you're seeing down 10 cents. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour going on throughout the Midwest this week. You know, as I watched that all during the week, it seemed like there was a lot of negative news, you know, Corn yields weren't as high as we've seen in the past. Pod counts were lower in soybeans. How did the market react to that this week? Pretty steady. Um, It had a gradual increase from day to day, which I kind of like to see that the trade is really focused on what's going on, not jumping the gun, that we're seeing lower numbers and the market takes off. It's a gradual increase, which I think in the long run is better so as we saw that, we saw, you know, five, six cents gain in the market and it gave a little bit of life to the to the bean market and the corn market, although corn didn't move quite as much. Um, but unfortunately, today with the Chinese talk, that just sucked all that positive stuff right out of the market. Are you hearing anything out of corn harvest? You know, we had Dustin Morris on earlier in the week. He said that he's getting really good yields. Then LSU Ag Center corn specialist Dan Frommy said a couple of days ago that corn harvest is kind of disappointing. Looks like things are kind of all over the place. What are you hearing? We're hearing that it's all over. Um, A couple of producers said, you know, they were about 90 bushels to the acre on some of their farms. You know, one guy had close to 200 on some of his um, a lot of folks around that 170 range, we've been pretty consistent in hearing. Um, so the yields are off this year. Production is going to be off for Louisiana. The quality is there. We haven't had really any issues getting any corn unloaded. So that's been a plus side. Uh, basis has been pretty firm for early corn. So overall, it's going to be a good harvest. It's just not quite the volume that they need to help make up for these low prices. I know it's really early in soybean harvest. Uh, We do have some beans coming out of the field. Have you heard any reports yet on what the bean harvest is looking like here in Louisiana? Yield has been tough to tell because just the volume hasn't been enough to get a good handle on what they think the yield is. Um, The quality has been very good. You know, we had a producer started probably end of July cutting soybeans, and this stuff has been running, you know, 2% or less, 3% or less. He's had really good beans. We saw a little bit come in high. We had some regrades come back, um, some miscalculations on figuring up damage at the elevators, but they've been very good at working with us on making sure stuff is graded correctly. You know, we had a lot of stuff coming out of the grain bins this year, more than we have ever have, and so those graders had a lot of practice looking at damaged grain, looking at good grain. 
So I think so far the grades have been very consistent, and that's the one thing we want to see. But the biggest news is it's all been really good grain. Uh, we hadn't had anything really over 4 or 5%, and some of the stuff that's new crop coming out that's are those levels, the producers told me that it's some stuff that got laid down early or the pigs stomped it down, so when they had a tough time getting those acres sprayed, you know, they figured they were going to see some damage, and that's what they saw. But if we're just seeing 5% on that, that to me is a good sign. Hopefully this rain backs off of us and we can get the rest of this crop out of the field without any problems. Greg Fox, he's a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Thanks a lot, Greg. No problem. Thank you. That wraps up this Friday edition of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for August 23rd of 2019. And that wraps up our first week of daily podcasts. I want to thank everyone who has subscribed and downloaded our podcast. It has been a record week. We've had more downloads this week than we have in any week in the year and a half that we've been producing podcasts. So thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on Monday right here on The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture Podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.